All right, this is a COVID-19 edition of PRMC on point in three, two. Hi, and welcome to the special COVID-19 edition of PRMC on point. I'm Roger Fallabout, Director of Strategic Communications for Peninsula Regional Medical Center and the Peninsula Regional Health System. Back on the program with us today is our Vice President of Population Health, Dr. Catherine Fiddler. Hi, Catherine. How are you? Hey, Roger. Great. Thank you. All right. So first question, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I think all of us now, when we get asked that question, pause and think, I'm not really sure, but I, I really am doing okay. I have to pause and figure out what day it is too. Absolutely. I think days of the week, months. I even wondered this morning if it, we were coming into winter or summer and got a little confused by that. <laughs> so what's your take on how the community's getting through this? Uh, I, I think in the beginning, it was sort of interesting, a bit of a game and, oh, let's take a week off. I think now we're really all hunkered down and realizing this is for real and that we really have to do some difficult things, stay at home, um, wash our hands a lot more, but also make some choices about what we're able to do and how we're able to survive. And it, it's getting scary for some people. I, I, I think the coolest part though, is we have an amazing community and I think that's what's getting us through. Yeah, very generous and giving community. So you're out in it. Let's have you talk about the absolute importance of social distancing, staying home, hand hygiene, and all the other stuff that we've been hearing about lately. I know. We're, what, six, eight weeks from all of this news, yeah. and that's the constant message, but it's working. And so we are staying at home. We are social distancing. It is really hard. This weekend was Easter. I mean, that had got to be a really hard thing. People like to go see grandma and have ham dinner. Um, but we did it. We made it through. And I think those are the kind of things, these sacrifices of staying home. I think the hand washing, we've always talked about that. You teach kids that in grade school, but now we know how critical that is to, to really just not spreading these germs. So as we're taping this on the 14th of April, I think it is, the CDC is recommending everybody be in masks when they're out. What do you think about that? Yeah, I know. It's hard. I, th I think I think it's important, first of all. That's the most important thing. But I do think it's hard. Now I have to put something over my face. Now it's difficult to breathe. Now I feel a little more constricted. But what we're seeing is by doing these things, we're doing at the hospital every single day. All of us are wearing masks. And the coolest part is that we're learning that this is slowing down the spread of the disease. So is that one little thing, that one little challenge worth us getting out of this on the other side in a much better place? I think so. And the mask is really not to protect us as healthcare providers, right? It's really to provide to protect us all from the spread of these germs, so that whatever's coming out of our mouths, any any droplets, don't get out into the air to infect anyone else. Yes. My perception. Let me ask you about this. Well, I think that a lot of people are on edge about what's going on. I notice a purposefulness of healthcare providers uh, and kind of a calm in the way that they approach things. I know that you were an emergency department nurse very early on in your career, so you were in the throes of it. Is it because healthcare workers are prepared, not knowing what's coming through the door next? Is that why they seem to be operating at a, uh, at a, at a at, I don't want to say a relaxed pace, but a, but a very purposeful pace to what they're doing? I like that word purposeful a lot. I think that's what it is. We do know 
everything that we do is about life and death and all the in-between. And so hearing about this, learning about it early on, that was really where we were focusing is what could be the worst case scenario and how can I plan for that? Having this time to plan, having this time in social distancing has allowed us to do some spectacular things in the community and at the hospital. And, and I'm proud of us for taking that time and doing it well. Many other communities didn't have this time. So what we've been able to do has been purposeful and we're hoping that it has a great impact on the other end. Catherine, we turned a conference center into a 43-bed intensive care unit in 18 days. Crazy, crazy, and so impressive. One of the, if not the most remarkable thing I have seen in 22 years of being at Peninsula Regional Medical Center. I know. And if anybody had said, can you do this? How long will it take? And asked us in absence of COVID, we would have said, well, give us about three years. Let's raise some money. No, we did it. And it, it was an incredible team. And it was a collaborative team, a variety of people from the chief nurse to the person who, who runs water lines and oxygen lines. It was such, such an incredible thing to see happen. And I'm so proud of all of us. Absolutely remarkable. Great collaborations across the board. And speaking of collaborations and partnerships, COVID has created some for us as an organization as well. One of them is a great partnership with the Wicomico County Health Department and the creation of this COVID-19 hotline. Yeah, I, you know, early on, the health department and I, I, I worked in the health department for many years. I was one of the emergency planners down in Somerset County. So I understood kind of one of the things that they were thinking about. And I knew that they had a call line and we had a call line and our ER was getting a lot of calls. So I just called Lori Brewster and said, hey, what if we collaborated and put our teams together? We could learn from each other what you're, what you're hearing from the CDC and the state. You could learn what we're hearing here at the hospital. We came together. Both teams are working together in our call center. Our IT and phone system folks got that set up, I think, in four days. It was a massive undertaking yet, similar to the ICU. I mean, who would have ever thought that we'd be able to accept all the calls from the health department and put them in in some thoughtful way. So we track them every day. We're able to give information correctly, accurately. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, no doubt. We'll flash the number up too, if people want that number for the COVID-19 hotline. But what are some of the questions we're getting? A lot of people just want to understand the symptoms. They have a cold and they want to know what to do. You know, there is no treatment for COVID-19. So if you're well, and if you're relatively healthy individual, you can safely self-quarantine, stay at home and get better. And so that's what we're telling a lot of reassurance for people. But also some folks are asking, where could I go? My doctor said I need a COVID test. And what would that mean? And so we're able to refer them now to one of our new testing clinics. Let's talk about that. You and I were just out at the ballpark at uh, Arthur W. Purdue Stadium, Shorebird Stadium. We're doing very specialized physician-ordered testing of individuals in our community at this time. This is not a community-wide testing. Can't do that at this point. But what do you hoping to achieve from, from the clinics that we're running out at the ballpark? Well, so what we're hearing from the physician's offices, they have some very sick people who they believe live with other high-risk people, and they would like to get them some testing so they know they could self-isolate them, they could give them some quarantine rules. And so anyone who's high-risk, um, 60 and over, chronic diseases, anyone who may be a healthcare worker, a first responder that's come in contact with someone with COVID, um, or other special circumstances, if your provider calls into the call center and provides an order, then we will go and then test them out at the clinic. We're taking appointments only, so the call center team knows when the open appointments are. Typically, we're running it between 10 and 2 every day. If we get more test supplies, which has been a limiter for the entire state of Maryland and Delaware as well for quite some time, or if we find the need exists greater, then we would open up those times. But that's what we're doing right now. I know it's a matter of supplies and lack of supplies and hot spots around the U.S. where, where these items are going, but do you see a time coming when we'll be able to do 
widespread testing of people for COVID-19. So you, we've seen that in other communities as the spread gets um, larger. We are on the Eastern shore. One of the best parts is we have much more open area. We don't have as much congregate housing. So we have a bit of a luxury in this more rural area to not quite have the spread that other areas do. And it is hard when all the areas are screaming for resources at the same time. We have to all be aware that we can't all get everything at once. But I, I do find a time when we'll have more testing. Um, Peninsula is increasing their own testing capacity every day um, for all our inpatients. So we're seeing it happening, and that's why we're able to open the testing clinic now. One of those other great partnerships we have is with the Anchorage Healthcare Center which is kind of a neighbor of ours in downtown Salisbury anyhow, they have established working with us a really unique unit, a COVID-19 step-down unit. Can you tell me how that works? They have, and and I have to say, so probably for about three weeks, we've had a daily call. We, it's all virtual. It's all on a WebEx, and it's with all our post-acute care partners, so skilled nursing facilities, home health, our DME, durable medical equipment, our hospice, um, some of our IV infusion companies, just to say, how are you? What do you need? What's going on? So we could all hear things together. And early in those conversations, Anchorage stepped up and said, you know, we have a brand new unit that on our second floor we just refurbished. This might be a good time to open a COVID unit. Do you think that there would be a need? We worked with that team um, if we over one whole week, once again, similar to the ICU. Within a week, we had a plan. We brought our infection prevention folks over to do some more increased education with their team on how to wear protective equipment, anything to think about from an isolation perspective, to do a walkthrough and understand where should we put some structural barriers and things like that to protect the patients and the staff. And yeah, in about a week, 10 days, we were laughing on the call. We had our third call in a week and said, we've done more in a week and a half than we probably could have gotten it done together in two years. So a very impressive, wonderful team to work with, very collaborative. Again, as we tape this, we're probably a week or two away from what is the anticipated and projected surge for the eastern shore of Maryland. How important is it to have that relationship with Anchorage to move people out of the medical center when we can to open up those essential critical care beds. Oh, that's hugely essential. And that's been the challenge for many, um, many places throughout the country. And we've seen a lot of nursing homes and a lot of assisted livings have a lot of challenge with COVID-19 because they weren't prepared. Going back to your purposeful movement, we've been very purposeful in these conversations. So have our skilled facilities in the area saying, what can we do? What do we need to do now? Um, and so that kind of ability to take patients to that next level of care get them out of the acute care setting so they can continue to recover and to get better and to get back home um, is so important. Our home health partners are doing the same. They are more than willing to go into anyone's home and to help them. They have the protective equipment as well. And so they're just waiting for that need to come as well. Along those lines of what can we do? What is, in your opinion, the most important thing that all of us should be doing right now? I say stay at home as much as you can. You know, Amazon is our friend. Order, get your food, get anything you can online if you can afford to. Um, just stay at home, wash your hands, and and tolerate this little out. You know, this little bit of angst, so that on the other side we can enjoy a really nice summer on the river. Um, we can have Labor Day parties and picnics and all those kinds of things. Let me get you out of here on this, and I'm not sure you can answer this. I'm not sure anyone can answer this. But when do we get out of this mess, and how do we get out of this mess? So um, there's this wonderful quote that I love, never doubt that a thoughtful group of committed citizens can change the world. It's the only thing that ever has. I think it's our community that's going to get us out of this. It's our belief in ourselves and ability to stay home just one more day 
and be okay at home, to take care of each other, to continue the donations, the outpouring through social media of other people, um, taking care of people virtually, the Facebook posts, all of that kind of stuff with friends, families, with your collaborative partners in the community is what's going to get us through this. How long? Oh, I wish we all had a magic ball. I don't know. But the more that we can stay at home, the more we can take care of ourselves, wash our hands, isolate, not get in front of people. If you got a cough or flu symptoms or any of that, that's how we're going to get to the other side. Catherine, thanks very much for being here again. And thanks to your team for all you're doing out there in the community. And that'll do it for this edition of PRMC On Point, a very special COVID-19 edition of PRMC On Point. If you want information on what's happening locally with COVID-19, please check out our website, peninsula.org. We have a page dedicated to COVID-19. If you have questions or concerns about COVID-19, please call the hotline that we discussed, PRMC and Wicomico County Health Department, teaming up on that hotline. It's 410-912-6889. Again, 410-912-6889. For Catherine, I'm Roger. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you again on the next edition of PRMC On Point.